and sisters. 
you have done for me. Then he will say to those on his left, get away from me, you who will receive terrible things. Go into the unending fire that's been prepared for the devil and his angels. I was hungry, and you didn't give me food to eat. I was thirsty, and you didn't give me anything to drink. I was a stranger, and you didn't welcome me. I was naked, and you didn't give me clothes to wear. I was sick and in prison, and you didn't visit me. Then they will reply, Lord, when did we see you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and didn't do anything to help you? Then he will answer, I assure you that when you haven't done it for one of the least of these, you haven't done it for me. This is the word of God for the people of God. A very powerful passage. Many of us are familiar with it. It is for some of us a creed. Today is Peace with Justice Sunday in the United Methodist Church. And sometimes I have noticed that when we talk about things like peace, justice, there gets to be some nervousness around it. What's that hippie talk? But it doesn't have to be that way. And so let's get that part of it out of the way. Peace. When we talk about peace here, we are talking about God's peace. Shalom. Shalom means more than an absence of violence. It implies wholeness and togetherness. In the Bible, shalom means universal flourishing. I love that. Universal flourishing. Fulfillment. Shalom is what is waiting for God's children in heaven. But it is also God's dream for us here on earth. Remember, we're talking about the Lord's Prayer. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So as followers of Jesus, we are to be inspired to help work towards that dream. In our women's retreat a few months ago, we talked about peace in three circles of our lives. First, we talked about the poor, making peace in our own hearts, making peace with we spend a half an hour on that. We won't do that today, but just so you know, just find a deep, right? Okay. So um, we talked about that core. Next, we talked about the second circle, making peace with and for the people we interact with, the people in our family, our church, our social groups, our place of work, the places we serve. We spend a half an hour on that. And there's a third circle that we didn't really get to talk about too much. And this is where our peacemaking begins to reach beyond our immediate circle of influence and out to the larger community of our brothers and sisters through service or activism or both. And I think because we didn't get to talk very much about this third aspect of peacemaking, that that's kind of how I ended up 
here talking about a piece with Justice Sunday. Now, justice. Let me share a story I found in this book. This is the Ministry of Peace and Justice, and it illustrates a logical point with an absurd story. Imagine you and some friends are hiking near a river. You pause for a break near a tall waterfall, which rises up above you. As you admire the view, you suddenly notice something disturbing. A baby, floating all by himself, falls over the waterfall. You swim out into the river, pick up the baby, and bring him to safety. One of your friends brings the baby to a hospital, and another joins you in the river. Shockingly, two more babies come over the waterfall. So you repeat the process. You use your cell phone to call for help and teams made up of emergency personnel and volunteers take turns watching for babies and rescuing any who come over the waterfall. Someone stands up and shouts, hey, it's great we have so many people helping to pull the babies out of the river. But someone should go upstream to find out what's happening and see if we can stop these babies from falling into the water in the first place. So, it's an absurd story, but it makes a very important and logical point. In the story, charity is represented by those pulling the babies out of the river. That's really important. We need to save the babies, absolutely. They are meeting an immediate, dire need. As long as people are in need, charitable efforts are required. Justice is represented in this story as the need to go upstream and find out what's going on and how can we stop it. Justice seeks solutions to problems that can impact whole communities or populations. So, that is God's peace for everyone pursued by God's people through compassion and justice. Every person who goes to school from within, every parent who loses a child to famine or disease, every neighbor who finds him or herself in the line at a food pantry, every family who lacks access to clean drinking water or affordable health care, every person who is in prison wondering if he or she is remembered. Each of these people is a beloved child of God. Each of these people has a need that is holy. And each of us can respond. Because when we experience our connectedness to God, God's peace within ourselves at core, we begin to realize that we can't sit back and just accept that sisters and brothers in our community or in the world are hungry, thirsty, without basic needs, sick, or lonely. One way
respond was to immediate need. I was hungry and you gave me food to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. These are examples of direct, immediate action. By responding to the needs of others, we are serving Jesus. And let's remember his words. He is not saying in those passages that when we do something good, that, that we do something good on his behalf when we feed the hungry. That's not what he said. He says, we are feeding Jesus himself. If you want to see Jesus, look into the eyes of someone who is suffering. Another way that we can respond is through seeking justice. As disciples of Jesus, we are meant to make Christ's priorities our priorities. We can work with God to bring his love his compassion to a wounded world in a wide variety of ways. And as we said, justice is seeking the long-term solutions, advocating for our brothers and sisters, working to improve conditions for neighbors and strangers alike. Christ's compassion was for those on the periphery of our society. And we are asked to share that compassion. We can feed the hungry, and we can ask, why is there hunger? Or maybe something more specific, like how can we effectively educate lower-income families on accessing and preparing healthy foods instead of relying on cheap processed foods? We can give water to the thirsty, and
For justice. For justice. For justice. 